Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Here on the program, Senior Care Live, uh, the mission here is to provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. We discuss important subjects such as how to remain independent in your own home, when to consider moving from home to a senior care community, how to find the right senior care community for your exact needs, how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We also review legal issues involving elder law and estate planning, and we also discuss how to care for the caregiver. So if you're listening to the radio, you're streaming us online, or maybe you're listening to a podcast after the fact, again, thanks so much for being here today. You are truly appreciated. If you need help with placement services from my firm, Senior Care Consulting, or If you want to learn more about the excellent services provided by one of our very knowledgeable guests, you can reach us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Also, don't forget to visit online. It's a really good website, Senior Care Live, L-I-V, SeniorCareLive.com. And uh, be sure to connect with us socially. Uh, We do a lot of communication through uh, social media these days. You don't have to, but uh, that would be appreciated as well. All right, let's jump right into an excellent subject, excellent topic with a special guest today, Dr. Valerie Smith with Crossroads Hospice. And, Doctor, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thank you. It's great to be back. All right. So uh, Alzheimer's uh, Disease and Awareness Month, uh, is we're here. <laughs> it seemed like we just talked about this last November, and here we are again. It, so. <laughs> it comes back around, yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing uh, how uh, how fast the time flies. But let's uh, let's jump right in and ask the uh, the basic question because I think there's a lot of conf- I know there's a lot of confusion in the market. What is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? Okay, Steve. How I like to describe this is if you um, have an umbrella and you want to call that umbrella dementia, it's very generic term is dementia, mm-hmm. and underneath this umbrella there are lots of different types of dementia. And Alzheimer's is just one of those types. Other types of dementia might be Lewy body dementia, dementia associated with Parkinson's disease. Um, there could be a, a dementia that's associated with vascular disease if somebody's had a stroke. So their dementia is the umbrella, and underneath that, there are lots of different types of dementia, and Alzheimer's is just one of those types. Okay, so then uh, is there a, a specific definition of, of Alzheimer's disease? Because I, I hear uh, a lot about you know plaques and tangles, you know, all these sort of things. That it, it's, it's very specific, isn't it? 
that is specific, but the only way we're going to know for certain if they have plaques and tangles is afterwards if there yeah. was a brain autopsy. And we don't do that on a routine basis. Yeah. So it is basically a diagnosis by clinical symptoms and how okay. things have progressed. So um, Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia that causes problems with memory, thinking, and behavior. Symptoms usually develop slowly and get worse over time, becoming severe enough to interfere with daily tasks. Hmm. Okay. All right, and then so I'm. I think I have. I don't. I don't know if I want to hear the <laughs> the uh, the answer to this one. How prevalent is Alzheimer's disease today? Uh, well, Alzheimer's disease is the most common type of dementia, mm-hmm. and um, it accounts for sixty to eighty percent of de- dementia cases. Um, oh, if, so it takes up uh, most of the uh, most of the room under that uh, umbrella. It definitely takes okay. up most of the room. Back in 1983, which is when uh, Ronald Reagan designated November as Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's Remembrance Month uh-huh, or uh-huh. Education Month, um, that was in 1983. There were less than two million American cases, and today they're greater than five million. Oh my! And the irony there is uh, Ronald Reagan died from Alzheimer's yes, disease. Yes, he did. So, uh, and, and a lot of, um, and not that a celebrity is more important than, uh, you know, someone in our, in our community, but if, uh, like Glenn Campbell, for example, yes. yeah, it really raises the awareness and, uh, really points out kind of the journey, the struggle, uh, you know, the, the tremendous support that you require from your caregivers. So, uh, it's, uh, so prevalent. It's just incredible. Uh, so, uh, is, is Alzheimer's disease just considered just part of normal aging? No, it is not. Okay. Um, Alzheimer's d- disease is not normal part of aging. Um, the greatest known risks are increasing age, and the majority of patients with Alzheimer's are greater than 65. But there is a segment of the population that has early onset Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. And with that, there's usually a genetic component, and these are people that develop Alzheimer's disease usually before age 65. Oh, uh my youngest client with Alzheimer's so far in the last 15 years with senior care consulting, I get a call from her husband. His wife was 48 years old. He had children still in the house uh, from kind of a, a I, don't, I think maybe second or third grader to high school. They had four kids. And he said, we're doing the best we can. I don't want to have to place my wife in, in you know professional care in a care community. But my trigger is... Because the kids, especially the little, the little, their son, he, he didn't understand this. He said, when she starts being mean to the kids, and he said, and I know it's not my wife, but when she starts being mean to the kids and might become combative, et cetera, they will not understand this. It'll blow them away. That's my trigger. And, uh, it happened. And I got the call back and I said, yeah, we need to do this right away. And, uh, um, in a terrible situation, but, uh, a friend, a family friend, you know, her mother, uh, in, in her mid fifties and, um, uh, just, just stunning, uh, how, uh, how fast this, uh, progresses. So it's not always someone older. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners probably know of other people who are younger as well. Right. Uh, fortunately of those early onset of the five million people that have Alzheimer's disease, only about 200,000 are the early onset. Okay. So the majority are definitely older. Yes. Uh, older. Okay. All right, and then uh, how does Alzheimer's disease progress over time? Uh, well, it's usually for the older population, it, it tends to uh, progress over a longer period of time. 
Um, it's slow progression for most people, mm-hmm. and it can be anywhere from, somebody can live with Alzheimer's anywhere from four years to 20 years. Um, many times, though, people don't realize they actually have early, er, not early onset, but early Alzheimer's disease, uh-huh. and it's not diagnosed until later, so it may seem like they don't live with it for as long, but yeah. they probably have had it for a longer period of time. Right. Okay. All right. And then... Uh I guess the huge question is, is there a cure for Alzheimer's? Unfortunately, there is not a cure for Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. There are treatments for symptoms, and you've heard of medications possibly like Aricept or mm-hmm. Namenda. Uh-huh. And those, those do not cure Alzheimer's. Um, what they can do is they can help somebody to function at a higher level and to have a better quality of life for a longer period of time. But it does not extend their lifetime, but it just makes it to where their quality of life is higher while they have the disease. All right. And to reach out to Dr. Smith and the great, great team at Crossroads Hospice, I'm going to give our listeners a phone number here. Uh, and, and this is the, a main number, and this is going to help you in Kansas, Missouri, north of the river, the entire listening area. That number for Crossroads Hospice is 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200. And uh, uh, Dr. Smith, I mean, I mean, seriously, Crossroads is just the, the best service ever. I follow Crossroads on Facebook. I read all of these, you know, gift of the day, just all of these stories. And you're always educating everyone on just tons of just great information. And, uh, and, and this is excellent information as well. I just want to thank you and everyone from, from Crossroads for just for the great work that you do. It's our pleasure. Absolutely. So, uh, so are, are, you'd mentioned a, a couple of uh, medications. I mean, are there treatments that are uh, available, uh, or, or is it just primarily the use of medications to kind of slow down that that progression? Or are there other treatments available? That's for Alzheimer's disease. There are no treatments for the disease itself. Again, it's just the symptom management. Okay. So there might be symptoms of somebody's having certain behaviors um, or depression. So then, when somebody might be on antidepressants. Um, part of the disease might include um, anorexia, so there might be some stimulants to help with the appetite that are brought on board at some point. Hmm. Um, so it, it, it's just the symptoms that we are treating. And then the symptoms of uh, Alzheimer's, uh, obviously you have some, some memory issues involved uh, Definitely. At, at a minimum. The Alzheimer's Association has a wonderful list of 10 early signs of symptoms of Alzheimer's. Okay. And we can just quickly go through some of these, and then you can go to the Alzheimer's.org to get the rest of the list. You know what? Let's, uh, let's just hold that for, uh, for after the break, and we'll go through. You say there are 10? Ten. Uh, ten symptoms of Alzheimer's. So after the break, we're going to talk uh, uh, with uh, Dr. Valerie Smith with Crossroads Hospice, and uh, we're going to pick up the conversation on the other side of the break, the ten symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. You definitely don't want to miss that. And again, be sure to reach out to Crossroads Hospice, and we're also going to talk about when hospice services, when would hospice service be appropriate for someone with Alzheimer's disease? We're going to answer that after the break as well. Uh, so again, the Crossroads Hospice phone number, 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200. Uh, Crossroads Hospice, is it .org or .com? 
.org. I think it's .org, yeah. Uh, CrossroadsHospice.org. There is a tremendous amount of information, incredible education material and information at CrossroadsHospice.org. Let's uh, not forget about the Senior Care Live question of the week. If you're living in a nursing home and qualified for Medicaid in Missouri, you can move to another nursing home in Missouri and not have to reapply for Medicaid. Is that statement true or false? So you're living in Missouri, Medicaid certified nursing home. You can move to another one. Uh, can you do that? True or false? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Very, very easy to do. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the Listen Live button, or you could also click on the giant microphone right there on the home page. Give it a few seconds to connect, and you are in. It'll stream to your phone, tablet, computer, whatever you have, and it truly is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. If you're living in a nursing home and qualified for Medicaid in Missouri, you can move to another nursing home in Missouri and not have to reapply for Medicaid. Is this statement true or false? And the answer is true. The answer is true. So you can move from one nursing home to another. As long as it's in the same state, you can do that. And I'm going to expand on that uh, a little bit later on in the program. All right, back to my special guest today in studio, Dr. Valerie Smith with Crossroads Hospice. And uh, doctor, we were talking about the symptoms of Alzheimer's and I think there's a list of of 10 of those. I didn't want to rush through those. I wanted to uh, kind of spend a, a minute or two on that. So uh, um, let's go ahead and jump into that now. Okay. According to the Alzheimer's Association, they have 10 early signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's. Number one being memory loss that disrupts daily life. Um, this is one of the most common signs of Alzheimer's, especially forgetting recently learned information, also including forgetting important dates or events, asking for the same information over and over, increasingly needing to rely on memory aids such as reminder notes or electronic devices or actually on family members to remember those things for you. Hmm. Okay. All right. And so uh, is there any you know related age that that happens or it could just happen at any time? That's going to be more of the early onset of this makes you think, hmm, do I have dementia What's or going don't you? On? Yeah. So what is typical age-related change is sometimes forgetting names or appointments, but remembering them later on. Yeah, yeah, okay. Number two, challenges in planning or solving problems. Some people may experience changes in their ability to develop and follow a plan or work with numbers. They may have trouble following a familiar recipe that they're used to making for years mm-hmm. um, or keeping track of monthly bills. Um, they're going to have difficulty concentrating and take much longer to do things um, 
that compared to what they did before. Mm-hmm. The typical age-related change might be making occasional errors when balancing a checkbook. That's okay. That doesn't mean you have yeah. Alzheimer's disease. Number three, difficulty completing familiar tasks at home, at work, or at leisure. People with Alzheimer's often find it hard to complete daily tasks. Sometimes people may have trouble driving to a familiar location, get lost, possibly, managing a budget at work, and remembering the rules of a favorite game. What is typically uh, um, expected at that age is occasionally needing help to use the settings of a microwave or to record a television show. Mm, Okay. Uh, number four is confusion with time or place. That's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, what is typical for somebody um, that age is getting confused about the day of the week but figuring it out later. Number five is trouble understanding visual images and spatial relationships. Uh, for some people, having vision problems is a sign of Alzheimer's. They may have difficulty reading, judging distance, and determining color or contrast, which may cause problems with driving. Hmm. Uh, what is typical for that age-related change? Vision changes relating to cataracts. Number six is new problems with words or speaking or writing. Uh, with Alzheimer's, you may have trouble following or joining a conversation, may stop in the middle of a conversation and have no idea how to continue, just kind of get stuck and don't know where to go from mm, there. Okay. Um, what is typical age-related change is sometimes having trouble finding the right word. Uh, number seven was misplacing things and losing the ability to retrace steps. Person with Alzheimer's disease may put things in unusual places. They may lose things and be unable to go back over their steps and find them again. Sometimes they may accuse others of stealing them. This may occur more frequently over time. What's typical of this age should be misplacing things from time to time and retracing steps to find them. It's important you you remember how to retrace your steps. With Alzheimer's, you don't remember how to retrace your steps. Okay. Number eight, decreased poor judgment. Um, People with Alzheimer's may experience changes in judgment or decision-making. What's typical age-related is making a bad decision once in a while. Number nine, withdraw from work or social activities. People with Alzheimer's tend to uh, withdraw because there's just something that they're not finding enjoyment in anymore. Um, They don't remember how to do them. They have trouble keeping up with their favorite sports or their teams. Um, That is something that happens as Alzheimer's progresses. What's typical age-related change is sometimes feeling weary of work, family, and social obligations. And one of the last things that uh, is common with Alzheimer's is changes in mood and personality. The mood and personalities of people with Alzheimer's can change. They can become confused, suspicious, depressed, fearful, or anxious. They may get upset at work or at home. What's typical of age-related change? Developing very specific ways of doing things and becoming irritable when a routine is disrupted. That's well, just, disrupt that's, a routine and you're, there's trouble there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so just knowing that there is some normal aging of our brains, just like our the rest of our body ages. So our brain is going to have some normal aging and decline, but to know what the difference is. And if anybody is suspecting that they might have Alzheimer's, um, earlier than later, it's better to go in to see your doctor. Um, go to one of these websites for all, like the Alzheimer's Association. They have lists there of things that you can print off if you have concerns and you can jot down some notes. Um, or if you have a family member that you think has that, you can go there also and then take that list with you to their doctor with them. Okay, and I really appreciated that you mentioned the typical age-related change because I didn't you know, the risk of throwing all of these, uh, all of these indicators out there is all of a sudden someone might be, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, it just, they get, they get really scared about this. Oh, okay. 
well, that's kind of normal, and yes, I can retrace my steps, or, uh, you know, I understand that I don't like to get out of my routine, that, yes, <laughs> but that's just me, and that's kind of normal, right. you know, and, and those sort of things. So, uh, all right. So with the, uh, uh, little bit of time that we have left here, uh, let's talk about when is hospice appropriate for someone with Alzheimer's disease? Okay. With hospice, one of the criteria is that the, the person has to have a prognosis of six months or less, meaning that they have to have a life expectancy of six months or less. Okay. So it's very difficult with Alzheimer's because people can live anywhere from four to 20 years. That's right. So there are specific <laughs> things that we are looking for that show that decline. Some of those might be progressive weight loss. Um, meaning that they are no longer eating, they've lost their appetite, they have uh, difficulty swallowing, they're choking on food, they're having more infections. Um, we call it dysphagia, which is where they're, they're, they're choking on their food when they're, when they're swallowing. They might end up with aspiration pneumonia, mm. uh, repeat urinary tract infections, hospitalizations, wounds, because they can no longer get up and move around. They are usually bed-bound or chair-bound. Uh, at that point, somebody is usually having to feed them. Uh, and they are no longer able to do any of their own activities of daily living. So you're you're not trying to estimate, you know, how long a person has had Alzheimer's. You're trying to estimate, you know, how your life expectancy, and then you're looking for at some of these other indicators to help you understand uh, whether that is, you know, six months or two years or five years, you know, whatever the number is. So, correct. Correct. Okay. All right. And doctor, I want to correct the, the, uh, the website. <laughs> it's crossroadshospice.com. Crossroadshospice.com. I think there's a, a related, uh, uh, website that is, uh, dot, org. But, uh, Dr. Smith, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate all the information, uh, about Alzheimer's disease and it is Alzheimer's disease awareness month. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. All right, all right, thanks so much. And so, again, you can reach out to Crossroads Hospice at 816-333-9200. And we're going to have a lot more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. And I do mean at any time. You could call this number 24 hours a day. Here it is. Write it down. 1-800-331-6445. Again, one 800 331 Six four four five. Also, don't forget if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, and uh, or maybe you just want to share the program with a friend or family, or maybe you just want to go back and listen to the great information again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and there you'll find all of the previously aired episodes and lots and lots of people listen to the podcast, download the podcast, share the podcast. Um, that's a, a really popular way. It's kind of like the DVR for radio, <laughs> right? So if you miss it, you can go back and hear it after the fact, 
and uh, and that's uh, that's one of the things that we provide here for you on Senior Care Live. All right, again, and a special, uh, just another thanks uh, to our friend Valerie, Dr. Valerie Smith with Crossroads Hospice. Uh, and again, it, it, uh, November is Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month, and uh, and thanks to Dr. Smith for all the great information on Alzheimer's disease and all the different symptoms and just all the great information. Again, you could reach out to Crossroads Hospice at 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200. You could also visit online at crossroadshospice.com, crossroadshospice.com. That is in that website is loaded. There's so much information at crossroadshospice.com. It is just incredible. So be sure to visit that and uh you may, uh, after hearing the first two segments, you may be saying, "Well, I wonder, I wonder if we could benefit from from uh, from hospice services right now." We're not totally sure if we should call now or later. Well, if there's a question, uh, just give them a call. Reach out uh, to Crossroads Hospice at eight one six three 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 ninety two hundred. And what they can do is they can help you kind of walk through that to determine whether you qualify or not. And if you do qualify, let me tell you, you will be very happy with the additional support and services and care offered by the great folks with Crossroads Hospice. All right, so let's move on to uh, another subject today, and uh, I got to thinking about this. We'll just we'll just talk about the next two uh, segments as uh, getting a second opinion. And you're like, well, what are you talking about, Steve? A second opinion. Well, you know, what if you've chosen a senior care community and you're just not sure if it's the right fit for you? So what do you do? Well, it's very common to get a second opinion regarding you know medical advice. And well, I don't know. I you know, my doctor said this. Maybe I should get a second opinion. Uh, that's just very very common. So why not get a second opinion regarding the senior care community that you chose? Uh, you know, I'm, or or maybe the the one that you're currently living in. So it could be one that you're thinking about. Maybe you you've chosen the place, but you're still not sure about it. Or maybe you're actually living in the place currently. Why not check it out and get a second opinion? I've had lots and lots of clients say, well, you know, I'm pretty sure that this is the place that we want to move to, you know, but they're not totally sure it's the best one. They've not done any homework or compared it to any other places. And so they, they just, they want to go through that search and selection program with senior care consulting. And we go, we do that and they just want to vet other places and it'll do one of two things. It'll either confirm their thought and their choice, and then they say, okay, now we know we've got it right. Or what it could do is shed some light on the place that you thought was the best fit for you. You may be surprised that another place may be a better fit. And as far as a track record, I always say I could kind of throw a, I could flip a coin up in the air. It's about a 50-50. There is no trend. About half the people end up uh, choosing uh, or staying with the one uh, that they that they thought would be the best fit. And about half of my clients will shift gears and move to another place. Uh, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Now, you know, many people think that they have to stay in the nursing home or the assisted living facility that they're living in, but that's that's just literally not true. You can move literally any time you want. There is nothing keeping you there. If you want to move, it's your choice, and you can move. And so, you know, just for example, nursing homes charge by the day. 
And so they would just, they would just charge for that last day. There, there's no requirement there. Now, assisted living communities, uh, usually that's a monthly fee. So you may have to give a 30 day notice and then boom, you can, you can get out and move. So, uh, so you can, the point is you can move anytime you want to. So what if you are qualified for Medicaid and living in a nursing home? Can you move? And that was part of the senior care life question of the week. And the short answer is yes, you can move to another nursing home in the same state anytime you want to. Literally, you could move tomorrow. You can move money. You can move anytime you, you can move today if you want to. You can move anytime you want to. Okay. Now, Medicaid will pay the new place. They, the, so the place you're going to move to, they will just shift gears and they will point their payments. They'll discontinue payment, uh, at, at the place you're at. On this date, and then they will begin payment to the new place on the next date, the next day, right? So it's just, it's that simple. It's very transparent move. So the problem comes in if you want to move to a nursing home in another state, Medicaid does not follow you where you go. It, it will not cross state lines. It's very specific to the state by state. So say if you're, if you live in Missouri, you want to move to Kansas or vice versa, or if you live in one state, you want to move to any other state, you will have to requalify for Medicaid per the rules of that state. So remember, Medicaid is a federal program, but it is implemented uh, state by state, and each state does have uh, some slightly different rules and regulations. I mean, Many times they're really close, but, but they are, there are some differences. And so that's why you can't just walk over the state line. You would have to qualify. But if you stay within the same state, you can move anywhere you want to very, very easily. So what are some of the reasons that you might want to get a second opinion regarding the senior care community that you're living in? All right, so let's just go through this. So let's say, for example, that you had to choose a place very quickly and you didn't have a chance to explore your options. And this could be as real, well, I hear about this all the time. Well, we were in the hospital and we had a very, very quick notice. You know, they, they, we walked in in the morning and they said, Hey, your dad has to be out of here by this afternoon. And they're like, what? Or you'll, you'll, you'll be there on a Thursday and they say, Hey, listen, your mom needs to be discharged by about 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Where do you want to go? Here's a list. Pick one. And, and then you're, you know, hair's on fire and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh. And you're, and you just have to kind of hope that it works out. You pick the first place, uh, and you, you pick the first place and you just have to go because, uh, because that is when the discharge is. And by the way, don't don't be upset with your be nice to your nurse case manager or your discharge planner or your social worker. It's not their fault that the discharge date comes up. This is all driven by regulations and dollars and cents, et cetera, et cetera. So don't be upset with the messenger. <laughs> right. But uh, and I wish that it, it didn't have to be this way, but it's usually not much of a notice. And then that's when you get into trouble here. You have, you have to just move to a place and maybe that's not the best fit. Uh, it, it could also happen due to just an unexpected crisis where you had to grab the first place available and hope it worked out. A lot of times you're thinking, hmm, not so much. Maybe we need to look at some other options. 
Uh, another example, maybe you went to a place on the advice uh, of a friend or maybe uh, a, a healthcare uh, professional or family, et cetera, et cetera, and now you're not sure that maybe that wasn't good advice or maybe uh, that was well-intended advice, but it's just not the right fit for you. Okay, so I know many people who depend on the advice of others without doing their own homework, and then later they wish they would have done their own homework and their own due diligence. And I think I've shared this story uh, a few years ago. It, it was a terrible incident, uh, and I heard about it on the on the local news. It was on a local newscast, Channel 41, I believe. But long story short, there was a physician. He recommended to the family that uh, they choose this particular nursing home for rehab. Uh, and, and this happens every day. I'll just go over here to, you know, X, XYZ uh, nursing home for your rehab, and then your grandpa ought to be able to go home. Grandpa was admitted to this particular place and immediately started reporting to his granddaughter just several concerns uh, uh, that he and he was communicating with his granddaughter uh, and uh, and some other family members primarily to his granddaughter but you know research uh, uh, Concerns regarding, you know, receiving his medication or not receiving his medication, uh, or at least not getting that on time, not answering call lights, et cetera, et cetera. And then the next day, he's like, oh, boy, I don't know. And, and look, there was nothing wrong with this gentleman cognitively. Uh, it was a it was a hip fracture, I believe. So uh, he had all of his faculties could easily and clearly report this uh, to family. And unfortunately, three days later, he passed away. And th- so the the... The news report said, you know, the investigation had begun. They were not accusing the nursing home uh, of this, but they were, but they didn't know. They, I mean, they had to get to the bottom of this. Something happened and he was reporting all these issues. So the family stated over and over again, we wish we would have done our homework. If we would have done even a little bit of objective homework, we never would have chosen this place. We would have chosen a different Place. So if this is a concern, if you want to get a second opinion and vet other options, Senior Care Consulting can do that for you. We help lots and lots of families do that very thing. Get a second opinion. Check out your other options. 913-945-2800-913-945-2800. And right after the break, I'll continue. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number literally at any time, 24 hours a day, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. All right, so back to some of the reasons that you may want to get a second opinion regarding the senior care community that you're either living in now, uh, you, you, you think you're, you're going to move there, or maybe you've chosen the place, but you haven't moved yet. 
Right, so I'm just going to give some more examples here of you know when do you want to when do you want to consider maybe uh, getting a second opinion on that. Uh, so another reason could be triggered by the change in the uh, facility administration, and usually, pretty specifically, I'm talking about there, there could be a change in ownership that would then lead to a new administrator, new director of nursing, et cetera. Some of the some of the top management, but as they go, so goes the rest of the operation, and that could be a good thing or maybe a not so good thing. So. I've heard lots of people say, you know, everything was going along just fine, and then all of a sudden we had uh, we had some new management uh, in the in the building, and suddenly it's just not the same. Uh, we're just uh, we don't we don't like it nearly as well. We're a little bit disappointed. Uh, and, and one example, I had a client actually share a story with me, and this has been a little while back. But she said there was a new administrator uh, that uh, that came into the building. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure how my client determined this, but she found out that the administrator was bonused on how much money she could save the operation. So she said, all of a sudden, you know, the place wasn't as clean, and the food seemed to go downhill, and uh, the courtyard wasn't kept up. She she even said there's poison ivy growing in the courtyard, and it took them a long time to get rid of that, uh, kind of cutting back on some services. So uh, so that could happen. And you know what? You could get in a, minute, a new management team in there, and, and it could improve. Uh, it could be a nice improvement, but sometimes it goes the other way, and so that could trigger uh, the uh, the thought of, hey, you know, maybe we need to check out some of our other options, and we may or may not move, but maybe you should seek a second opinion. Another reason to get a second opinion uh, is when you're staying at a private pay only facility; they're they're not Medicaid certified. If there's a chance that you will outlive your assets uh, and the place does not accept Medicaid, it's private pay only, then you will have to move at some point. And that point is when you're out of money. <laughs> so you should choose uh, or at least consider choosing another place uh, bef- well before your money runs out. I recommend, if possible, uh, moving with about one year's worth of private pay, the ability to pay privately for about a year. Uh, now, you can definitely move with a, a lot less than this. I would not, at a minimum, okay, and you can you can just do the math and see this coming. So if you have to give a little bit of a notice and then you have your income plus the remaining assets and then you can determine, you know, the cost of the new place, you can do some rough math. I would move with, uh, you know, two or three months uh, capability of paying privately before needing to qualify for Medicaid. I talked about that quite a bit last week, Medicaid pending. And uh, it, with Senior Care Consulting, we work with lots of families in that situation. But if you can see this coming... Just don't wait that long. That it's just that simple. Okay. One of my clients uh, from several years ago, she she did this very thing, but it was not intentional. She thought that the place was Medicaid certified. She thought that her grandmother could just stay there if she outlived her assets. And she gets this discharge letter saying, "Hey, you know, you, your grandma needs to move." And she thought something was wrong. They did something wrong, but actually, they didn't do anything wrong. They said, "Oh no, everything's fine." But you know, your grandma's out of money, and we don't take Medicaid. And so uh, she was not happy with that. Uh, her grandma spent about $350,000 at this place, and now all of a sudden is getting kicked out. This is not what the family wanted at all. So, again, 
Another reason to get a second opinion is if you're staying in a private pay-only facility and if there's a chance that you'll outlive your assets, maybe you need to get out ahead of that, vet some other options that are Medicaid certified, and then continue your spend down at the Medicaid certified community so that when those assets are depleted, when you do properly qualify for Medicaid, you do not have to move at that point. You want to be well settled in before you have to do that. All right. And again, for help with this, we work with lots and lots of families who either want to move from their current facility or they want to check out some other options uh, or they they think well we think we're going to move here we're going to do that here in the near future but we also want to check out some other options if that sounds like you call senior care consulting we can help you do it we can help you get through this and help you with that crucial decision making process 913-945-2800 913-945-2800 okay another reason to get a second opinion about the nursing facility that you're either in or considering moving to uh, would be that your insurance policy dictates what facility you have to go to so maybe the insurance policy uh, said, well, you have to go here for your rehab, and then you ended up staying there. And you're like, no, wait a minute, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if this is our our best uh, our best option or not. We didn't even look at any other other places. Well, maybe it's time to vet some other options. Check and get a second opinion, right? Second opinion meaning, let's check out some other options. Uh, and if you need to move to another facility that doesn't take your insurance, then it's time to change your insurance. And we help, we work with lots and lots and lots of families uh, where, you know, they, they do not want their insurance policy dictating where they're living, particularly at the nursing home level. Uh, a lot of these policies you can opt out. It's a changing life event uh, that you don't have to wait to the end of the year. Right now is right in the middle of Medicare open enrollment. You don't you don't have to wait for that. You can change out on the spot and roll back to traditional Medicare and a supplement uh, at that point. Uh, so so don't let your insurance policy dictate where you live and where you receive your long term care. All right, and then uh, the last example uh, to get us a, a reason that you want to get a second opinion on your senior care community, the VA nursing home is full with a one- to two-year wait list, but you need care right now or in the near future. And you're like, Steve, you know, we, we have Dad on the on the waiting list at the VA, uh, the VA nursing home, and there are a few of them around here in our area. Uh, but we need help for Dad right now. So I've worked with lots of families in this situation here with uh, Senior Care Consulting. We found them a great place to stay until their name comes up on that waiting list at a VA nursing home. Okay, so and guess what's happened just about every time, maybe every time they like where they're staying and they don't move because they've they've made friends. They've 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 kind of expanded their family at the place that they're living. And some of them have moved to the VA, which is great. But the point is, let's find you some care right now while you're waiting. Uh, and, and you might just like that place even 
better. If you want a second opinion on your senior care community, call Senior Care Consulting today, 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. We can definitely help you find the best fit when it comes to searching for a senior care community meeting your exact needs. All right, to everyone listening, I'm so honored you spent part of your day tuning into this program. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.